Welcome to Empower Humans. Welcome once again to the Empower Humans podcast. This is episode 51, my friends. We are now beginning our approach to 100 episodes. Also, another huge milestone is that this week marks exactly one year, in fact, a day or two ago, that this podcast was launched. Hold for applause. I'm waiting. Okay, if, if you're driving, though, calm down. What are you, crazy? <laughs> don't, don't clap and drive. We, we do have something to celebrate. Hitting a year, also 50-plus episodes now. Thank you all for supporting and sticking with us and hopefully enjoying the podcast at the same time. And we're moving onward and upward to some great, great things together. I've also got some great material and interviews coming up for you on this episode as well and some other things in the coming weeks and months that uh, are brewing that we're working on as well. So I'm real excited for all that stuff. But speaking of this episode, we are going to talk a lot about things surrounding the fragility of this life and using our time and focus properly. The episode is called Anchoring in Now, and we're going to talk about a spacious presence and abundance in now. Not worrying about yesterday and tomorrow and all the pains and woes that might otherwise hold us back. We will get back to that in a second, but I want to remind you as always as well that you are priceless. Like I said recently, your worth exceeds all the material stuff that this world deceives us with, all the counterfeit and all the money that gives the delusion of worth. The riches are found in you, and you are priceless. Along with that, I remind you, as always, that you are never alone. If you're feeling down or confused or depressed, we are here for you and so many others around you. Reach out through EmpowerHumans.com or at Empower101 on Instagram and Twitter. You are priceless, and you are never alone. This episode is brought to you by Audible. I love audiobooks, and Audible is the king. They're owned by Amazon, which is also now arguably the king of retail I have been listening to a book called Edison about a man you may have heard of named Thomas Edison who invented the light bulb and uh, tons of other things. Uh, I'm real impressed, by the way, <laughs> with this guy uh, for the most part. Uh, he's got his flaws like we all do. But I've also been listening to books and material by Eckhart Tolle uh, about this topic we're going to talk about today, uh, mindfulness. He has a great program also called Enlightened Relationships that I recently heard. And on that same note, I recently finished The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, who I expect we will have on the podcast in the coming weeks as well. So I'm working on all that stuff. Audible offers our listeners a free audiobook, a free audiobook. You can't argue with that. Just go to audibletrial.com slash empowerhumans and pick up yours now to start learning and stimulating your mind while you're doing the dishes or sitting in traffic or exercising or any of the other myriad of somewhat passive activities. There's just so much available there. So go to audibletrial.com slash empowerhumans now and get your audiobook. And as we get started on this topic this week, I want to share with you that I have this great aunt. Her name is Eleanor Otto, and I interviewed her for episodes three and four of the podcast because she started building airplanes during World War II, and many of the men were off uh, at war. They advertised for women. These women stepped up in a big-time way. She kept working and working for decades after the war and just never stopped. And the L.A. Times picked up the story a little while ago, and she was then on NBC Nightly News, The Today Show, and even Ellen. She was 93 years old at the time and still working building airplanes, believe it or not. And she would still be working uh, at this time. She stopped, actually, at age 95 and not because she retired, but because they closed the plant. And she might still be working today if they hadn't closed that plant at age. She's now age 99. She's about to turn 100 here in October. And if that plant was still open, I don't know. She might still <laughs> still be there working, believe it or not. 
just before she got all this attention, uh, about a year before that, her only son died. And now her grandson, her son's son, who was also his only son, just died a few weeks ago. He's just 48 years old. I'd spoken to him on the phone in February because uh, he was a very talented mechanic and I had some questions and he was always willing to answer and help and lend a hand. He was the happiest when I talked to him in February, the happiest I had ever seen or heard because we just spoke on the phone. Uh, he has his, he had this girlfriend and all these things he was excited about and plans for the future. Everything just going smoothly in his life with uh, lots of great things brewing. And then we were going to get together for my son's birthday around the beginning of March and it just didn't work out. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I got the news that he'd suddenly died. Again, he had a heart condition just like his dad did from their dad. And now Eleanor is stuck at age 99, like I said, about to turn 100 in October, having lost so many people, as you might expect when you approach that age. Those of us who are younger don't often think about all of that, uh, but it goes with the territory of reaching those upper ages that most people don't reach. Of course, it's not right that her son and grandson passed before her, but life is a fragile thing and a curious thing at times and things happen that you don't plan or expect or want uh, at the moment. And her grandson, like I say, was just 48 years old when he died and uh, we went to Long Beach for the funeral and I just reflect on life and how happy he was and the other few funerals I personally have been to. You may have been to some of your own uh, in the last 18 months in my case. Uh, Eleanor's sister, my grandmother, uh, passed away in the fall of 2017. And all of this just combined with the things I've been studying lately really get me reflecting on life and legacy and the paths and choices we make along the way. I, I think it's safe to say that we would all agree that we want to make the most productive and enlightened choices on that path. So many of us are, are so often feeling lost and sad. Trust me, I've been down these roads, maybe maybe downtrodden, whatever <laughs> words you want to use, and, and confused. And I'm not making light of any of it, but there's all kinds of words we can use. But listen up. Live in the present moment. There's a deep, deep part of us that is not affected by the pains, hurts, or fleeting sensory stimulation of this world. I repeat, there is a deep part of us that is not affected by the pains and hurts and uh, fleeting sensory stimulation of this world. Now, I mentioned in the introduction that there is a spacious presence all around us. When we're worried and thinking about tomorrow, that isn't real. That hasn't happened. Let that sink in that only now is real. And we always live in now. And this may sound a little hokey and off the wall to some, but it's always now. That's where we need to live. We can expand our minds. We can be fully present to maximize and anchor our lives in now. And I'm not trying to wear anybody out. You may have heard some of this stuff before, but I want to focus on this a little bit more today and kind of throw a few of my own spins on it and some things that, that uh, I've learned on this topic. We can expand our minds, be fully present to maximize and, and anchor. That's why we use the word anchor uh, our lives in now. There's a great book by a man, speaking of anchor, he wasn't a news anchor, but he was a news correspondent on ABC News. His name is Dan Harris. The book is called 10% Happier, and it talks about taming the voice inside his head and reducing stress. Uh, he found that meditation and mindfulness made him, what he would say, about 10% happier in his life and certainly more grounded and peaceful in the day-to-day -day attitudes and activities of that life. And I think the same can be true of anybody, to be honest with you. No matter where you're from, what gender, what sexual orientation, whatever, we can all find that place within us because it exists. And I firmly believe that within all of us, we just have to uh, become aware of it, awaken it, 
and make it a part of our day-to-day activities. Many of us often disconnect ourselves from what is real by getting lost in, in what is not. We are a very real living part of the universe and are all united in the singular consciousness that is referred to. I'm not making this stuff up. You can learn about these things. And, and I know these are very deep principles. And like I said, I don't want to wear anybody out. But that is where inspiration and peace are found by allowing our mind uh, to kind of be in its natural state, not wandering and lost and scared in all these other delusional places that we let our minds drag us to, let our minds drag our hearts and souls to, and, and all these fearful places and stuff. I heard someone say today that we are often so caught up in doing more, especially in America, that we forget that if we were to die, you know, like my cousin John, who was just 48, all this chain of tasks would cease, all these things that we think we need to be doing. And life in this mortal sphere where we all currently live uh, would continue with without us doing all those tasks. And, and so we kind of weight these things a little too much sometimes in our lives about all this level of importance of all these little mundane day-to-day tasks that we get involved with. So the real question we need to ask ourselves, honestly, in my opinion, is where do we find a real joy and satisfaction? What I mean by that is lasting, meaningful, deep joy and satisfaction. Remember that joy is an alignment, a return to something. I've said this before multiple times in the podcast. That's according to the Hebrew word for joy, and that's what it means, an alignment, a return to something uh, where we are truly aligned and and why we're all honestly sometimes drowning in our lives with so much activity when we can just be present with ourselves and in turn, you know, more fully present with those who matter and who we love around us, the people and the things that actually matter most and simplify. You know, I've talked a little bit recently. I have a video on our Instagram talking about simplifying, talking about minimalism in our lives, just simplifying some of these things. I know that's a lot easier said than done. And I know that I, for one, am definitely not perfect at doing this. It takes a conscious effort. Uh, I also have a lot of areas of kind of necessary development within me and and even healing, you know, pains in my own life. Uh, So I want to gravitate towards a peaceful, settled place for our hearts and souls to dwell. And that's kind of, I think, part of our natural tendency. We want to gravitate towards that. And sometimes we feel like we're off drifting in, in space, not knowing where that peaceful, settled place is. But I think we can find it. And oftentimes we're not peaceful and settled, as in my own case at times, because of these these pains and these distractions. Like I said earlier, there is a part deep within us that is not affected by that. And we can become aware of and awaken that, that place in us, make it a part of our lives. We allow ourselves often to uh, get lost in our worries and our pains. And we can exist in this alignment and joy more fully by developing this mindfulness. And again, whether you want to do this or not, you can tune out or whatever you need to, but I really feel strongly that this is something that can really help everybody. And I'm not out there saying you have to meditate, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't either. I'm saying that we can awaken and be more attuned to this deeper self that is in all of us and that's interconnected uh, within Uh, our sphere of existence here. And in that place, and I I speak from experience, we can derive the utmost inspiration, uh, peace and and growth and and tools for the things that bring us the real lasting, meaningful joy that we keep talking about. And and another thing we have to grasp as people is that we're constantly seeking to be whole. And what I mean by that, W-H-O-L-E, whole. 
And I don't know your spiritual and or religious ideology, but the word holy, you know, which is sometimes used in in, uh, religious circles, comes from roots that literally mean complete and whole. And I've mentioned that in a podcast episode before. Uh, Sometimes in relationships, we look to a partner as that person to make us whole. And the reality is that we have to be whole ourselves first and not seek someone else to to fill in those voids and mask over those unhealed wounds from our own life. When I say we need to be whole first, that doesn't mean we need to be perfect or even perfectly whole, but we need to be able to stand enough on our own two feet to actually be a, a valuable contributing member or partner in a relationship. So when I talk about all this stuff, trust me, I've been there. I'm not just talking, you know, secondhand about ideas that I heard in a book. I've been there. I know what it's what it's like. You first get into a late relationship and we all have these high hopes and this this uh, seeming connection, at least on the surface. And some of it is kind of this ideal delusion in our minds that this other person uh, is kind of filling in all the voids and, and making ourselves the, the other person whole in the relationship. And you watch these people in a restaurant that just, you know, are newly in a relationship and they just stare so googly-eyed at each other, uh, almost like maybe they're on drugs or something. And to some extent, by the way, there are things that are going on in the mind that are similar to some of the things that that happen uh, with drug use. And you know what I'm talking about when you've seen this, these new, and you've probably been some of those people, maybe you're that person right now, uh, and you're that couple. And I've been there. And then if the relationship continues, you know, a year later or beyond, you go to that same restaurant and they're just kind of looking around. They're not staring at each other's eyes, googly eyed anymore. And that doesn't mean that you can't maintain some semblance of that. But it's also you're not lost in some kind of uh, almost drug induced uh, uh, mindset surrounding it. We're going to talk more about relationships soon, by the way. So, again, I don't want to worry you out on that topic, but I want to allude to that because that's part of this whole mindfulness thing because many of us in our lives will have relationships and or are in relationships right now. So it's a very, very important topic, and I think it's something I, for one, need to work on. You know, I just went through and uh, in the midst of finishing up a divorce situation. This is all part of us becoming whole ourselves first and understanding the mindset that relationships can create and oftentimes be flawed kind of in the beginning. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about romance and, and Cinderella and all these beautiful things. Let's just talk more about it soon, and in an upcoming episode, we'll talk more about relationships. But back to ourselves individually first. Uh, life is a journey, which is why we refer to a path a lot of times. Uh, let me ask you this. What is your path? Okay, think about that. What are the things you can contribute talents and and time to uh, to leave a positive legacy here as you learn to get to know your higher self, your deeper self, uh, as I am personally right now? There is a path in that process as well. And we can be content in the journey, not just in the destination. It kind of astounds me that we, you know, in America and in much of the world really get so focused on destinations and not really enjoy the path or the journey. Every day, you know, in my case, and maybe yours, my kids get a little bigger than yesterday. And that's just reality. We all get a little older every passing moment. And that fact alone ought to be a motivator to find joy and alignment in as much of the day-to-day, sometimes seemingly tedious tasks and activities. The truth we'll find as we open and, and awaken and get to know these parts of ourselves is that joy and alignment is in us and all around us. And all we have to do is focus on it. Okay, I've repeated what, what others have said 
that you feel what you focus on. It takes a very conscious effort to focus our minds, but it can become an ingrained natural habit with just a little effort. We can find joy even in things that we think are supposed to make us upset, like, you know, the child spilled the juice on the carpet. Uh, We can find, you know, peace in ourselves by getting to know this deeper, deeper self where we don't have to be carried away by the thoughts and emotions and anger and all these different things all the time. We can enlighten ourselves in that place because that is the true depth of who we are. I know I, I sound a little preachy today, and uh, many of you may have varying degrees of natural acceptance to some of the things I'm saying or not, but I'm saying them out of experience personally and out of genuine love for you because I want these things just at least I encourage you to try if you haven't in your life, try some of these things and expand your knowledge even further than what we're going to even go over in this podcast. But maybe this can be a seed in your life to start kind of a whole new uh, awakening of sorts in our minds and in yours uh, particularly. And some of the information that I've received recently from several reliable sources about finding deep, true, meaningful peace and happiness in our lives, that's kind of the root of why I'm doing this particular episode today. Uh, So I I just want to share a few things before we wrap up and just kind of let you know just a few thoughts and ideas of how to do this because when it gets right down to it, we overcomplicate our lives. So a lot of this stuff is real simple. So I'm going to give you some simple things to think about, consider, and put into practice. Now I use the word anchor in the title because the first thing I would say is to anchor ourselves properly. If we find a habit of recognizing unpleasant patterns and, and emotions, We can find a way to anchor our minds in something as simple as our breath. Focus on the breath coming in and going out. Focus on the breath, you know, in through your nose and out through your mouth. And make your mind a kind of a silent observer of your surroundings and feelings. Whenever we're getting angry or or dealing with different situations especially, I encourage all of us to find that anchor. Okay, you could focus on other things as well. And I've seen various ways to do this, and you can open your mind through some of these resources that are readily available between Google and YouTube and books, etc. There's all kinds of ways that we can uh, expand our knowledge of these things. But anchor your mind in something and make that a habit when you start to uh, experience some negative, difficult uh, situation or emotion that maybe in the past has uh, created some sort of... uh, less than stellar behavior or other things within you. I've been there. Trust me, I'm not sitting here preaching, talking down to anybody. So this is some of the reason I personally am working on these things because we all have little things that kind of hold us down. So again, the first thing is anchoring. And the second thing is finding ways to kind of be mindful in your normal, consistent activities, your day-to-day life, like eating. Okay, focus on maybe the texture and the smell and, and the taste of the food more. Be grateful for that. You can do this uh, when you're waiting, you know, in line. We all wait. I know what that means here sitting in L.A., sitting in traffic. uh, Oftentimes, you may be waiting at the DMV or in line somewhere else. Smile and bring positive energy to yourself and others. And uh, this can apply to when we're cleaning. It can apply to showering or listening. You know, I hope we all shower. (laughs) Uh, Listen when someone speaks also. This is all part of most of our day-to-day activities. We can all find this peace, and we don't need external people or things to do that for us. Uh, And if you need to go find some uh, other help or advice from a professional of some sort, by all means, please do that. Let's not hide in this delusion and and have uh, these 
lies that we tell ourselves about mental health that, oh, there's a stigma and, and there's, I, I just can't be that person. Find that help too if you need to. But we have that complete power and we need to harness it to find real deep peace. We have that complete power within us, okay? So I'm just going to leave that with you and also say the third and final thing is, and you thought I was going to give you 28 things, didn't you? Didn't I say I was going to keep it simple? This is simple stuff, so I want to keep my suggestions and challenges here pretty simple as well. The third and final thing is to find time to close your eyes and meditate. And I know you've heard this from other sources maybe. Uh, be at peace with yourself though and, and not focus on the past or future but only the present moment. Now you can do this for just two to five minutes or for hours, but two to five minutes can be realistic for most of us, whether that's first thing in the morning and or just before bed at night. Get to know your mind and let its power flow through your body. And along with these other things I've mentioned in the past with affirmations and so on, just before you go to sleep and you're opening that subconscious mind, there's some real power that can exist with all that. And I've been experiencing some of that myself. There's several kind of wonderful guided meditations on YouTube as well that can help you get started. The bottom line, my friends, is that we can all live in more peace and harmony in this one song of the universe. Remember, the word universe means one song, and we are all instruments of sorts in that song. And we can either be in tune or not. And it doesn't feel good when we're not in tune because the universe and its energy are peace. The universe and its energy are enlightenment and joy and alignment. So we need to be in tune with that if we're going to be uh, this universe ourselves. As somebody said, we're not in the universe. We are the universe. So let all these things sink in. Expand your horizons with it. I mentioned staying in tune just like an instrument requires some real focus and effort and energy. You know, the strings like a guitar always kind of get out of tune and not just because of how poorly I personally play it on my particular guitar, but just because of the laws of physics of the exertion that they're enduring by being strings making sound and the tension created and all that stuff to, to create those uh, hopefully correct notes and be in tune. But we can find harmony and balance and peace in our lives. And I challenge us all to focus on these things, to expand our knowledge and not get lost in this this mindset that, that has been the American way for so long or the thing throughout much of the world to actually find and balance and harmonize our lives a bit more and take these burdens off of us. I encourage you to go out and, and read or listen to this new book by uh, Laura Gassner-Odding, who we had in the podcast a few episodes ago called Limitless as well. And uh, I'm just diving into some of that myself. And she goes into all these things about uh, getting rid of all the noise. We have so much noise in our lives, so much noise. And I, I could talk more about noise than we might in, in a forthcoming episode here, but we don't need to have all that noise. We can remove the noise because some of that is there by choice. Uh, I just want to leave you with all that, with all my love and also the normal challenges. Study, keep studying if you have been, start studying if you haven't been. No time like the present. Tons of resources, audibletrial.com slash empowerhumans. Go get started there with a free audio book uh, or other places. Go to the library, go to YouTube, go on Google, start reading, start watching, start learning, start listening. There's all kinds of ways to uh, stimulate and uh, expand our minds. So that's a big part of this whole mindfulness thing as well is to keep our minds sharp like that. Uh, and, and also the second challenge is always make great moments. Love the ones around us as a verb with action. Love them, surprise them. Great, great moments uh, are part of this fleeting life, but they can be there as things to be proud of, even in spite of some of the many things that we'll all have to not be proud of. We all have 
uh, some regrets and mistakes that we've made here. So make great moments to help offset that as we go through life and to uh, be the pillars of all the great things that can be our legacy as we move on in spite of the imperfections that will have existed. And you can be at peace with that reality. That's part of our existence here. And again, the third challenge as always, and final challenge, let's keep doing this podcast together. I'm so grateful we've hit a year mark, my friends. I love you. I'm grateful and humbled by your attendance to listen to these episodes. I just want to leave that with you with all my love. And as always, encourage you, empower yourself, empower the world around you. Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit empowerhumans.com. We'll catch you next time.